Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellis, and I am joined, as I am always joined, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. How are you doing, Mark? I'm doing so good. I am so excited for this episode. Yes. Um, I think we're reaching... Well, I won't. I won't say you think peak we're reaching. <laughs> I, I won't say we're reaching peak silliness, right? Because who knows what the future holds? I yes, I think that our uh. This may be a new ceiling for silliness, yes. or at least among the 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 ceiling for silliness, because mm-hmm. we've done some silly things before. It is in the range for sure. Yeah. Um. But yeah, exactly. Who knows what the future may hold? Right. Right. We've got an election coming up this year. Sonic Forces came back to Sonic us. Sonic Forces came back to well, us. I never lost faith. Um. I did. <laughs> I'll confess, I lost faith. Uh. Thank you, Josh, for sending it back to us. Um, that means it can go out now to whoever's next on that list, which I need to consult. Um, so, uh, oh, yes, if you would like to get on that list and borrow my copy of Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch, all you got to do is email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com, gmail.com, and I'll send it out to you. You can play it for as long as you like. You are borrowing my copy of this game. It is the perfect borrowing and lending program, and you can be a part of it. Patrick includes return postage. That's right. So you pay nothing. I think of the Sonic Forces. Forces program and yes. stay, stick with me here. All right. Because um, I'm not sure this is going to make sense. So I need right. you, Patrick, sure. to guide me through this. So I think of Sonic Forces mm-hmm. borrowing program very similar as jury duty, right? Sure. You do jury duty because if you were ever on trial, you would want somebody like you to be on that jury. That is how the Sonic Forces borrowing program works. Right. We are trusting. Patrick's copy of Sonic Forces to whoever's to name whoever's is on this whoever's list. Whoever's name is on this list. Yes. And if you were lending something to yeah. your yes. friends in a very successful program, mm-hmm. you would want somebody like you to sign up with for the program to make sure that it continues on successfully. Be Does the, that make sense? Be the change you want to uh, see in the world. Yes. That's that's it. One hundred percent what it is. Um. And uh, man, it's it's fun to have it back in my hand though. I'm gonna I'll send it out. Like it's nice to have it. It's nice for it to be home. You look good holding it. <laughs> Thank you. I just I'm, I feel like I'm glowing. Speaking of glowing, I also uh, I wrote an issue of Transformers, which you should check out if you haven't uh, already. But also, if you are interested in getting a signed copy, a copy signed by me, um, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you uh, listen to stuff. Take a screen grab of it and uh, shoot us an email, and uh, then we'll send you a a. Copy of a signed copy. A signed Patrick copy. will sign it. That's right. Um, shout out to Full Fox eighty eight on uh, Apple Podcasts in the U.S. who left us a five star review. Hey, we love it. And also, whatever you do, I don't know if we stated this before, but do not put your address in the review. <laughs> right. That's yeah, the, the that public. Is... The public can see that. Yes. Uh, do not do that, Mark. Uh, we've got good silliness as we've been teasing to get to. Should we just dive into please, it now? Please, please. Okay, so Mark, how many villagers are there in Animal Crossing? Um, man, I don't even know. Well, last thing I read is that there's going to be over like 238 or something villagers in New Horizons when it comes yeah. out. Um, there are 333 animal villagers in New Leaf. Wow. Yeah. Um, so it's, look, there are a lot of Animal Crossing characters, right? And, you know, we're, we're not, uh, like super veterans of, of the franchise. We, we like it. Um, I know you've gotten more into it than I have. Um, but like, we needed a way to like get to know some of these characters a little bit better. Right. And just kind of talk about who they are. Exactly. And like, look, every community 
Yes. Has musical theater. Every single one. Every Name single one. That doesn't. one. Yeah. Name one that doesn't. You can't. You can't. Everyone. So we were thinking, what if the villagers in Animal Crossing were cast in plays? That's right. Who would they play? Exactly. So what we're going to do, here's the thing. We started thinking about who, who we could cast in, in various musicals. And we were like, you know, it would be fun to be able to cast ourselves in these musicals as well. Because when you're playing Animal Crossing, you uh, you are participating in animal, in, right? You're one. You yeah. you are a member of the of the village. Plus, we have the range. That's right. Speaking of range, what is your singing range? I Mark? have no idea. Okay, great. I can't read music. <laughs> but uh, you have you've been placed in a choir at some point, right? Uh, like, I mean, loosely, like for church I or think, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, what's just kind of like middle of the road? Probably like a baritone. Yeah, that's probably yeah. my guess. Um, when I sing, I sing a bass. Mm, mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if that necessarily has to figure into what parts we cast ourselves but as. It can't hurt. No, it's so, right. A couple of rules mm-hmm. up front. So we have a number of musicals that we're going to cast the major roles. Um, I think we can be. We can come out front and say what the musicals. Sure. Are. Yeah. Okay. We're doing the Phantom of the Opera. Mm-hmm. Then we're doing Chicago. Then we're doing Les Mis, and then we're doing Frozen, closing yes. off with a Disney one. Mm-hmm. Um, we have each picked villagers, at least one per musical for a role. Right, and these are these are villagers that aren't like the uh, like surface level villagers. We're do these are these are us pulling the more obscure characters to be like I think this guy who we might not know otherwise. So not like Isabel. Right. I don't, I don't have exactly. Isabel on my list. I don't have Isabel on my list either. Well, she'll come up, yes. I'm sure, uh-huh. because we love her. Exactly. And so after we've cast with villagers, right. then we will cast with other Animal Crossing characters. And ourselves. And ourselves. And possibly just other Nintendo characters. Right. Because... you got to find the right cast. got to find the... Look, casting is 90% of uh, uh, any show. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes, that's right. 100%. Um, so we just want to make sure we've got the right person for the job. Uh, and, and it might be us. And it might be us. And it might be, I don't know, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> but probably not. Probably not. Um, yeah, I don't really want to see Mario in any of these shows. No. Mark, we're starting with the Phantom of the Opera. Okay. Okay, now, when we, when I brought up this idea, you yeah. said, can we do Phantom of well, the Opera? Because here's the thing. Yeah. I love Phantom of the Opera. Uh, was it one that you were, like, raised on? So, uh, let's see. I saw it probably when I was, like, in fifth grade. Mm-hmm. My mom and I took a trip to, like, um, Boston and New York. And when we were in New York, the show that we saw was Phantom of the Opera, and I thought it was so scary. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But, but, uh, but I've liked it since then. And it's like one of those things where uh, when I go to see musical theater, mm-hmm. I want spectacle. Right. And Phantom of the Opera, like, look, the plot is iffy, but it's got a lot of emotion, a lot of spectacle. The tunes are good. The tunes are great. I'm and super into Phantom of the Opera. I think the... For my money, they are the best songs that Andrew Lloyd Webber wrote. Totally agree. Um, Especially holistic, like as yes, um, a piece as a right? single, like as a whole piece. thing. Yeah. Um, also, look as far as like you know, uh, danger, sexy, uh, like secret boyfriend. Like I don't know how you get cooler than Ben with the Opera. It's hard to. It's, <laughs> it's really really tough. Hard to. Be- <laughs> um. Okay. Who have you uh, cast in Phantom of the Opera for from from your villager pool? Okay, so um, well, let's just quickly run down the characters we yes. are going to cast. Yes. So, of course, Eric the Phantom, mm-hmm. uh, Christine Daae, right? His, his angel his, of music. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Viscount Raoul Duchagny. Right, and he's uh, he's like uh, Christine's boyfriend. Basically. Yeah, they're like childhood friends that yeah, like are all of a sudden super in love. And look, he um, does not like that the Phantom is into his lady. Well, he like gaslights. We'll get into all right, it. Okay, okay. Uh, and then Madame Giri, uh huh, who um does in like the book has no analog, or she hasn't. She does not exist in the book, but uh, there's like a character called the Persian. Mm. Um and she is kind of like the closest analog. So she's to sort that. of she's sort of like the uh the uh, 
like she leads the the chorus or like the the dance company, right? right. She's yeah, like, I think she's like the ballet. Yeah, she's like, like the person. old marm of the theater, basically. right? But she like for whatever reason like knows Eric's tragic backstory and yes. knows uh like where he lives and all that kind of stuff. She's like down in the history of yes uh, uh-huh. of the theater. And then the last one we're going to cast is Carlotta who is the diva of yep. the opera company. And let me tell you something about Carlotta. Eric, the Phantom, does not like her. <laughs> thinks she is bad. And I think, but yes, true. I think, but, you know. She may also how, be bad. Well, how much of that is because he wants Christine to be the star? Right. And so, like, anybody looks bad by comparison. Yeah, well, 100%. A lot to talk about. <laughs> but, uh, so, I think you asked me, who did I cast? Yes. And I, the character I cast was Raul. Okay. The love interest. Okay. How about you? Uh, so, I have a, a pick for Carlotta. Uh-huh. Um, and then I also have a, a pick for uh, Madame Giri, but she's uh, less of a villager and more of just an Animal Crossing character. Gotcha. Okay. Um, well, I'll start with Raul. Okay. And my pick is a villager named Marshall. Marshall, tell me about Marshall. So Marshall is a squirrel villager, um, and he all looks just like aesthetically very cranky. He oh. always has like a frown on his face, uh-huh. um, and kind of like sulky. But the thing is, when you talk to him, he's not cranky. He is gentlemanly, okay, polite, and extremely smug. Mm. Now, smugness is a quality that I think is going to come up a couple times throughout our, <laughs> our discussions, because I think a lot of the Animal Crossing characters tend towards smugness. Yes. Um, but that is absolutely a quality that we need to see in Raul. Well, because, okay. Also gentlemanly. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that's the thing. is like, Raul, not really much of a character. That's right. Um, he doesn't have a lot going for him. He he's a viscount. He right, exactly. <laughs> Other than money and title, right? Um, but like as a character, he doesn't really believe Christine for a lot of it. Yeah, and then he does start believing her. Um, and then he's like, "I'm going to like, we'll like capture the Phantom." And then that doesn't work. He has to like go down and rescue Christine and like right, right, do right, all right, this right. kind of stuff. And then he gets captured by the Phantom. He's not very good at what he's trying to do, but he's just kind of like. He just kind of goes about his life not really caring about the consequences of his actions yeah. on other people. That sounds like Marshall. Uh, also, just like to, to paint the picture of what Marshall looks like. He's a squirrel. He's uh, like got kind of like white, creamy fur. He's very white. He's very white. He's wearing like a blue vest. Um, and like his hair is kind of uh, swooped over like Pete Campbell style, right? <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, I think I think I think that's good casting, Mark. Um, uh, shall Shall I pitch my Animal Crossing? Yeah, I'm villager? excited to hear who you have for Carlotta. So for Carlotta, I have chosen Gloria, who is a small white duck uh, with like a purple bob hairdo. Um, so she's got that sort of like sense of like fashion and style um and she often appears to be rude to others which she sort of is um and she is easily offended when she's criticized especially by people who are in positions to know when she's not doing something oh well. this is really good so uh there I, I was listening to phantom earlier today and uh i was laughing so much during the part where they're like going through the phantom's notes oh yeah because evidently they entertain <laughs> they entertain the notes of the phantom of the opera <laughs> it's like i don't know he, he didn't like the rehearsal and he signs his notes oh gee opera ghost which is Pretty cool. <laughs> but his note his note is Carlotta must be taught to act. <laughs> Not her normal trick of strutting around the stage. <laughs> which is so brutal. And I don't think that Gloria would stand up to it at all. I think she would be a little duck sobbing in the corner. Because <laughs> she can't take criticism. That's a great pick. Um, what, so, can you remind me the, the name of, of your uh, squirrel? Oh yeah, Raul will be played by Marshall. Marshall. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just adding this to our list here. Uh, okay. Or I'm adding it to my list at any rate. Um, all right. Uh, so I, my, I also have a, a pick for Madame Giri, um, who's not a villager, but a, a common merchant. I want to use Joan, the, uh, turnip seller. Oh, okay. Um, 
she uh you know comes around and and sells you turnips so this is a little bit more of like a it's not like a one to one in the same way uh that gloria was um but uh joan every time she comes around she's like i've been selling turnips for 60 years the turnip market fluctuates but i've seen it all um so i think in that way she's got the sort of world weariness that she has seen everything that the theater and the phantom can like bring uh and so she's got that kind of like matronly presence uh so i my, my vote is is joan for madam jerry yeah i think that makes a ton of sense uh okay this leaves us in the awful position of not casting the two leads <laughs> maybe the only two that matter maybe the only two that matter in that show um okay i have a pitch for the phantom okay that honestly i think uh for my money we could be hearing his name a lot tonight. Oh, okay, is this blowing our wad early? Like, do we want to hang on to Because you're going to say K.K. Slider. Yeah, I am going to say K.K. Yeah. Slider. But I will tell you this. I'm not opposed to casting him <laughs> in, 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 you know, K.K. Slider <laughs> is the cool football right, player right. who decides for whatever reason to try out for the spring musical in high school right. and gets cast in, in and the lead. And crushes it. And is great. Yeah. yeah. That everyone's like, wow, he! I can't believe how good he is. And then they and never the do musical theater yeah. ever again. <laughs> oh, man. And so anyways, I think yeah. it's KK. I think the Phantom is KK Slider. I mean, that makes sense. And also just because KK Slider, um, he is a traveling musician within the, the, the world of Animal Crossing. I don't know that he has quite like the brooding nature because he's, he's a little bit more like easygoing, he right? He is easygoing, but I feel like um, he has the range. Yeah. I mean, and like, you, I think he can turn it on. And you need a charisma and monster. And he's a performer. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and so just like the, the fact that he is so fluent in the language of music means that he's the like the perfect phantom right but yes would we have to coach him into like because there's a like there's the phantom has a lot of emotions oh yeah phantom is dark so he'd really have to like turn it up yeah but i I think i think it's perfect Mm -hmm. also if he comes up in every conversation we have look i maybe look did i in my mind be like oh yeah he should play this role in this show and this role in this show yeah i 100 percent did doesn't mean we have to right but do you have like a perfect, like a role in mind in all of musicals that K.K. Slider would be perfect oh, for? Oh, because hmm. I've, I've got, I've got a pitch. Yeah, please. Uh, I would want him to play the lead in Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, I'm not. So I'm not familiar. I'm not okay. familiar with Dear Evan Hansen. So Dear Evan Hansen uh, is a really small cast, um, and it is about a uh, a kid who. Um, uh, is like uh, depressed in high school and he is writing letters to himself uh, based on his like therapist advice to be like, you should do this. And the letters are just like, uh, I had a rough day today, but like, you know, I got, I got through it. Like just, you know, really base level um, life is hard, but like, you know, we're going to get through this together, even mm-hmm. though he's, he's writing a letter to himself. Um, and the like class bully um, sees one of his letters and takes it from him. Uh, and is like making fun of him, and then uh, that night, that kid commits suicide. So his parents discover this letter that say, "Dear Evan Hansen," because Evan Hansen is writing letters to himself. And so it sounds like this bully kid, Connor, um, has been like had a connection to this other kid, and so his family bonds with Evan Hansen, and uh, Evan like uh, the the reason KK Slider is so good for it is that. There's so much placed on the shoulders of that performer mm-hmm. um, who just has to carry impossibly deep, like, uh, you know, imposter syndrome, just looking for, like, a family to uh, connect with him in the way that, like, his own mother can't. Um, and it's all surrounding the death of this kid. It's a great show. Totally recommend. Um, the first half is sort of played for laughs, and then the second half is like, oh, this was actually very dark. Right, yeah, think? it sounds like it. <laughs> um, but it's wonderful, and I think KK would be very good in it. Okay. Um, with that in mind, I have an alternate pitch for the Phantom. Oh. Knowing that they really have to turn up the emotion. Yes. And that is Mr. Rossetti. Oh, now that is interesting. I feel like <laughs> Mr. Rossetti is perhaps too gruff to be the Phantom. See, I, okay, look. He would be a shouty phantom, for sure. Uh-huh. But I think, just like in the way that we'd have to coax K.K. Slider 
to, you know, like dig deep for mm-hmm. pain, I think we could get Mr. Rossetti to tone it down in the appropriate times. I just don't know that he's got the <laughs> sex appeal. Just uh, look, okay, uh, that is a problem, but he could be more like angry dad phantom. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> Look, I think we've got places for other uh, angry dads later on um, in in our casting. Okay, let's but stick with KK Slider. Look, I I, I hear I, you're all, and t- I get what you're saying because you're all about you're thinking about t- selling tickets, and you're like the sex That's appeal right. of KK Slider. I get it. I'm just telling you. I'm thinking about the I show think, I want to see. Man. I think we are. Uh, you know, he's a dark horse candidate, and Mr. Rossetti could be really good. Please consider him for understudy. But Fine. we should he's, move on. He's, he's <laughs> we should move on. Uh, we need to cast Christine. Okay. Um, I don't have a good Animal Crossing pitch. I also don't Christine. have a good Animal Crossing uh, pitch. I almost feel like I want to use um, one of the uh, pop idols from Splatoon. Oh, that's interesting. Like Pearl, maybe? Right. Um, but I'm not sure. What, what, what do you think? Um, I think that I think that makes a certain degree of sense. Um, my other pitch was going to be Rosalina. Okay. Uh, just because we love Rosalina, and because she kind of has that like, I don't know, like ethereal quality. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I almost feel like, and maybe this makes the the idols not uh, great either. Um, that there needs to be like a little bit of a grounded quality. To to Christine, right? Like she can turn it on, right? Um, but like she needs to feel like she's just sort of uh there, and it's the phantom who like turns her into mm-hmm. um something special, right? Look, Pearl. Oh, actually, I guess Pearl. Wait, wait. Pearl's the goblin-looking one, right? Pearl is the goblin. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like that's not gonna get butts and seats. <laughs> you wanna you wanna be Marina? <laughs> Marina, yeah, potentially. Okay. Um, what about the uh, what are the f- the first two? I can't even remember the other Squid Sisters' names. Let's just do uh, Marina. <laughs> <laughs> Look, sad. I and I think even though we yes. didn't have them on our character list, um, you and I would be the like opera owners. Oh, uh, sure. <laughs> uh, so just uh, to to recap, our cast for Phantom of the Opera is KK Slider as the Phantom. Marina with Mr. Rossetti. Oh, fine, 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 fine. Mr. Rossetti. Uh, Marina as uh, Christine. Uh, Marshall the squirrel as Raul. Uh, Joan the boar as Madame Giri, and Gloria as Carlotta the diva. I love that. I think that I think that one's perfect. Uh, I feel uh, I feel like I want to play transition music. Perfect. Now we're in Chicago. So I feel like, do we need to describe the premise of Chicago? I feel like it's possible you could live in the world yes. and enjoy Nintendo and not know Chicago. Yeah, I, th- I think that's right. Chicago uh, takes place in Chicago uh, during the age of jazz. Um, and it, it revolves around um, two women who are both uh, convicted of uh, the crime of murder. Um, and they go to jail and try to get like rich and famous off of their celebrity from being murderers. Yes, perfect. Um, and so the, the two main characters are Roxy Hart and Velma Kelly, um, and they are both at various times in the movie represented by a charismatic lawyer named Billy Flynn, um, who is, you know, all sorts of, uh, he runs circles around everyone. Um, and then, so we're casting those three characters, and then we are also casting uh, Matron Mama Morton, who sort of like runs the women's uh, wing of Cook County Prison, um, and uh, Amos Hart, who is uh, Roxy's husband, who she sort of like tricks into taking the fall for her. Right. Um, and is like a huge doof in the movie, is played by John C. Riley with like perfect, like, G shucks kind of, uh, oh, she was pulled one over on me mm-hmm. um so there's like an earnestness there that we have to we have to and his song capture. is all about like s- is very sad yes because it's basically about how he uh, this is the character i cast by oh, the way perfect i cast amos hart um it, in the musical yeah he like adores roxy so much yeah. that he like c- completely is willing to like overlook her flaws right and just, one like, of those, continually one of those flaws is that the man that she murders is the man that she's sleeping with yeah on, on the side this is so yeah he's he is a sucker yes 
and and he like but recognizes sweetie, it, but like a yeah. sweetie, and he totally lets people, especially Roxy, like walk all over him. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and when he's interacting with like Billy Flynn and everything, it's like it's basically like he does not exist. Yeah, he's very sad. Mister Cellophane should have been Mister Cellophane. Right. Yes. So my pick for Amos Hart is a villager named Drago. Drago. What is Drago? Drago? So he's, I guess, probably like an alligator or a crocodile. But his it. whole stick is that he's basically like a dragon, except like a failed dragon. Oh, um, <laughs> I love it. He basically is hanging. He is basically in your town because he didn't fit in where he came from, mm-hmm. and so he's uh, coming over, hanging out with you. He's like a really guy. He's always a really cheerful. What? A great. A, what did I say? You said he's a really guy. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, he's Just a really down. he's a really great guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, easy to be friends with. He's like always cheerful, no matter what. Even though he, you know he has to be a little bit sad because right. you know he's kind of running from his problems. All he wants to do is uh, fit in with everybody else, hang out, be cool. You know, um, he doesn't want any drama. Yeah. He doesn't really need uh, attention or anything. He just wants everybody to like him. And yeah, to I, like being around him. Right. And I, I think there's also something about uh, him being a dragon. Because, like, in, in the world of Chicago, everyone is, like, corrupt and, like, uh, kind of crude in the way they chase fame. And hot. And, yes, and hot. But Amos isn't any of these things. No. He is pure, and he, like, exists on a different plane as the rest of the characters. Yeah. And, you know, some uh, does it make him boring? Yeah. Does it make it so you see through him? Sure. <laughs> But I think that I think that makes Drago the the sad dragon the uh, perfect the perfect actor to play him. Right. Um, so this is one where I picked two. Um, but first, uh, first one I want to do is Billy Flynn, huckster lawyer who can run circles around all the judges in Cook County uh, and gets like never lost a case. Right. That's one of the things he says is mm-hmm. he never never lost a case. Um, there is an eagle, a blue and yellow eagle named Keaton. Uh, who always acts very polite and is sometimes uh is, is sometimes a gentleman. He gets along with everyone, but will flirt with the women. If you are a female villager, he is a flirting with you. If he's going down to the prison and he's looking for people to represent, he is gonna flirt with them. And then he's smooth talking, and you know he's always like acting polite. Uh, but like it, it's very clear that he's acting polite, mm, mm-hmm. and that it is not like it's not born from a sincere place. He knows what politeness gets him. Uh, so that 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 that's my pitch for Billy Flynn. That's a great pick. Um, and then I had one more, but I, I don't. Maybe maybe we can talk through um the the remaining characters because we've got the two leads to cast, um Roxy and uh Velma. Yeah. Okay. Played so- played respectively by uh uh. Jeez. Catherine Zeta-Jones. Catherine Zeta-Jones is, is Velma, and Renee Zellweger is uh, Roxy Hart in, in the movie. So, and maybe this is a controversial choice. Yeah. But I'm, uh, I would pick... You and me? <laughs> <laughs> Gender-blind casting. That's right. Um, no. Which one of us is the Velma? <laughs> uh, I am going to pitch Isabel for Roxy Hart. I think that's perfect. Because she plays, like, the total sweetheart, mm-hmm. right? She's, like, um, uh, America's little girl. Yep. But she would not, you know, I guess the difference between Roxy and Isabel is Roxy's murder happens in, as, like, a fit of passion. Yeah. And I don't know that we've ever seen Isabel, like, get enraged like that other than smash brothers right Brothers, but no what i was going to say is that i what i was going to say is that uh roxy her murder she commits her murder in passion isabel she would like plan her murder like if she was going Mm, to kill somebody that is she's too organized she's very organized she's too right like it's all um underneath that pleasant facade you know that she's just constantly like scanning people like the terminator to see how yeah. If she had to, totally. How could she take them out? When I think all the like the the reason that that's very funny that that Isabel would if she were a killer would be a serial killer. <laughs> um but the the idea that um 
the character that Roxy plays, uh, like for the newspapers, is exactly what Isabel is. Right, like that she is is the the perfect wife. Uh, you know the the perfect uh just has has this presentation that's very put together and very like innocent. Like Roxy wishes she was Isabel. So let's cast Isabel to play Roxy. Yes, that's perfect. I- um, I do have a pitch for Velma. Okay. Um, it is a blue koala by the name of Yucca or Yuka. Um, she's uh, snotty, uh, and she talks. Uh, all, all she talks about is herself, uh, and uh, all she does is criticize the other women in the village. I think that's a great pitch. There we go. Because <laughs> uh, Velma, Velma is already in jail when when the show starts. Right, and so uh, Roxy like wants to be famous and be a star, but she uh, the murder is what. Uh, shots yeah. her to fame. Right, Velma, Velma was, was already uh, was already successful. Yeah, um, when she committed her murder. Yeah, um, and so like she she recognizes because there's also like a a third girl that comes in at some point, and then they both get to be like, hey, who's this new? But like right. Velma is always she's gonna be the first one to talk crap about uh the the other girls trying to get their attention. All right, so Yucca is our uh is our Velma, which leaves us just with mom uh. Matron Mama Morton. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, any thoughts for this one? Played by Queen Latifah in the movie. Big Another one I don't have a good like villager for. Yeah, I, I don't either. I think we maybe need to go into the like greater Nintendo canon for this one. Big presence, yeah. right? Almost uh, uh, her her big number is like almost a little bit of like a burlesque kind totally. of uh, show. Um, so who's got the energy to like really carry that forward? And I know I'm I'm thinking Koopa Kids because her name is Morton, but like maybe Roy would be <laughs> Roy would not be bad. Roy would be but okay. But even Wendy Koopa, yeah, right. Like she has a lot of swag. That's and true. It, it would kind of be like, um, okay, let's say let's say yes that we're doing one of those productions where it, it doesn't. We're we're like taking it from the 1920s and we're going to uh put it in like the 80s or oh, something, okay. right? All right. Another time of like American excess. Sure. Then I think Wendy Okupa totally fits sure. the bill because she's got like the Cindy Lauper kind of uh thing going on. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. I, I think w- Wendy Okupa is uh our obvious answer here, and we're taking it. Um. Okay. So to recap. Our cast for Chicago is Isabel is playing Roxy Hart. Yucca, the koala, is playing Velma Kelly. Keaton, the eagle, is playing Billy Flynn. Matron Mama Morton is played by Wendy Okupa. And uh, Drago, the sad dragon, is playing Amos Hart. I think this is a star-making role for Yucca, honestly. Uh, yeah, no, me too. Uh, and really, I think this is, this is just a good show. I love Chicago. Uh, and I'm glad we got to talk about it for a little bit on, <laughs> on this, we, I, on this, this show. This musical, yeah. just for whatever reason, because I didn't like grow up on it or anything, just lives in my brain. Yeah. It is almost like um, the hold music of my life. Sure. <laughs> where like I'll just like I start, it'll like suddenly like Sublock Tango is in my head. Yes. For no reason at all. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> uh, I feel like it just, for me, came out at the, the movie came out at the, perfect time and like i was just uh like just wanting to get away from like the high school version of myself and like into a college version because it was in that year between for me um so that like i don't know it feels very much like a uh not not that i wasn't into musicals in high school but like a little bit of like a rejection of like it could just like you know what i mean Mm -hmm. there's something about it that feels very um like finding oneself. It's just really fun. It's just really the fun. The movie is really fun. Really fun, really good, great performances. All right, let's move on to Les Mis. Now, this is one that I grew up with. Yeah, 100%. I grew up with the first disc of the two discs, like, what? a lot. <laughs> we had both of them. Yeah. But very rarely did I ever make it across to the uh, other disc. Um, and so I think it's because after, like, yeah. the end of Act 1, yes. or whatever it is, has, like, a rousing, you know, like, um, yeah. song. One Day More. One Day More. And then the second disc, the second act, kicks off with this kind of, like, operette-type thing. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, although in, in just a couple songs, it gets to On My Own. Yeah, totally, totally. And On My Own is a... Look, Les Mis is full of showstoppers, but On My Own is a showstopper's showstopper. Uh, yes, I mean, I so I would listen to the first disc, and yeah. then the second disc would come on, and basically I would listen... When I was little, I'd listen to, like, two songs. Right. From the second disc. But yeah, I listen, uh, I have so many memories, and we've talked about it on this show before, be of on rainy days playing Donkey Kong Country oh, yeah. with the sound on the TV turned down and listening to the Les Mis soundtrack. I feel like you and I would have been friends when we were little. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I mean, we were because we recorded that episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society in 1991. Right. Um, check out our Christmas episode if that didn't make sense to you. <laughs> um, Okay, so I've broken up the casting into three different categories. We have a lot of characters to cast. We have a lot of uh, characters to cast. The first trio, the first like main trio of characters that we need to cast are Jean Valjean, the uh, criminal who reformed his life, served his sentence, uh, tries to go back to uh, living a a stand-up life. Um, Can't because he is uh, hunted mercilessly by Javert, the cop who doesn't quit. He's the Terminator. (laughs) Um... And uh, Fantine, uh, who is the um, uh, poor woman who uh, basically suffers, has a child, and dies. Has a great number. Yes. And then is like, yeah, is totally dead. Yeah, totally dead. Not just like a little bit dead, but like totally dead. Very dead. dead. (laughs) Uh, So there are those three. And then we got to do the innkeeper and his wife, Mm -hmm. right? The mess, the master of the house and the mistress of the house uh the the naughties um and then we got to uh like hit the time jump um so that the little girl that uh fontine gave birth to grows up is raised by jean valjean uh and so she's cosette so we have to cast adult cosette um her love interest marius and then uh eponine who is like their friend and who also like lusts after uh, Marius and is also incidentally the daughter of the innkeeper and his wife. Yes. Um, and all of this takes place during the revolution in France. We should just do one a sh- of one of the revolutions in France. <laughs> we should just do a show where we just talk about musicals. <laughs> I'm having a wonderful time. Do we have to go to cast Animal Crossing characters in this? All right. Uh, who, wh- who, who do you, who do you have here? Okay. Um, What's your pick? I have. Oh, who did I pick? I think I have the master of the house. Um, Is that what I ended up with? Yes, I did. Okay, so I also had a pick for the master of the house himself. But uh, you you go ahead, and then I'll I'll say mine, and we'll okay, see how we. Okay, so do. mine is a weird weird frog named Rattle. Rattle the frog. R a d d l e. Okay, he's like this black and white frog. Who wears a doctor's coat and a surgical mask, but he's not a doctor. Mm, okay. Is he? Does he just travel a lot? And plus, right? Plus, he sells you medical supplies out of his like car, like his van type thing. Okay. Like you can buy an a like doctor's office table from him if you want to decorate your house with it, or like a. Like an EKG machine. Okay, so, so that, he's like yeah, a that's, huckster. That's a that's well, it's a sketchy guy. Yeah. Um, if we were casting the show Dexter, maybe he would be Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of serial killer a talk. A lot tonight. of serial killer talk. <laughs> um, he is scary looking. Um, so I mean, he is yeah. scary looking, but mm-hmm. I think the reason I gravitated towards him is because obviously there's like he's a snake oil salesman of yeah. some kind yeah. like you're not re- like yes you're buying an EKG machine and it probably works but you're like where did he get it yeah and there's a little bit of like this guy is a phony right mm-hmm. like he presents himself as a doc- doctor but he isn't right and which, like takes great pains to not right. call himself a doctor right but just to look like a doctor mm-hmm. which is very much uh the uh the the master of the house I was gravitating towards Tom Nook mm. because mm-hmm. I, it so it's it's so interesting the the way that we view um class and the uh the master of the house um he has he presents as like a both a man of the people and a man of the upper crust at the same time and uh, is sort of evenly stealing from both mm-hmm. like he is the uh uh to take the example of of Parasite, 
he is the one that's taking from both the poor family and and the the rich family, right? Right. Um, so like I, I feel like we have a lot of the same associations with Tom Nook, where we're like, he immediately puts you into debt, um, and like you work just to pay him off, and like that's your the only like measurable goal in the game is pay off your debt to Tom Nook. But also you have as much time as you want, and like he gives you the opportunity to do it. Well, and also Tom Nook himself. It seems like I don't know. I to me he does. He's never come across as like super rich, right? Yes, but like he he's a man of a lot of money flows through him, mm-hmm. but he doesn't hang on to a lot of it. Yeah, he's not liquid. I really like this pick. Okay, all right. I'm sorry to uh, to uh, shoot down Rattle, who is weird. By the way, <laughs> I'm upset looking at him. I'm gonna close this window. <laughs> Um, so I had uh, I had two more picks. Jeez, I had too many for uh, for this one. Uh, but for Javert, uh, this is the the cop who uh, restless in his search to bring Jean Valjean to justice, what he perceives to be justice. Um, and I'm uh, using Klaus the bear. Um, he's a, like a big teal teddy bear, uh, and he's got brown hair, and he frowns a lot, um, and is like kind of snotty. Mm, okay. I, and look, could, I, I, I need to make this very clear before I make this pitch. Yeah. That I am not uh, this person's agent or management. Like, I get no kickback for casting this person. Okay. I think it should be Mr. Rossetti. <laughs> and I think you know I'm right. I think you are correct. <laughs> because Mr. Rossetti, there is no escaping him. <laughs> If you turn off the game without saving it, he's going to know. Yes. And he is going to find you. He is relentless. And at the end of his life, he will look back and be like, I can't believe I spent all that time trying to scold you for resetting the game. Uh, what is my life anymore? And I, and that is the one thing that I think, like, I think you're right, that he's maybe not ready for Phantom. Yes. But I think it is totally within his range. I mean, if Russell Crowe could do it. And <laughs> he didn't, really. <laughs> that movie is so bad. Russell Crowe, though, is especially bad in it. Yes. I mean, actually, a lot of the performances are pretty okay. Yeah. It was, his it was really let down by the directing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, his performance is really bad. I will forever cherish the moment in my heart when he, like, uh, jumps. Oh yeah! At the very when end, he commits suicide, and he commits suicide, and he like the foley for him hitting whatever, like the river or that he was in, is yeah. like when you're when you have a handful of spaghetti and you break it. It's like <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, that movie's so terrible. Oh yeah, real real bad. Um, Mr. Rossetti is is a perfect pick. Now let's get let's who is his foil? Who is his uh, Jean Valjean? I don't have one for I this. I think we might need to go outside of Animal Crossing. Okay, so it's got to be someone who is uh like strong and sturdy, right? And who um pays their debt to society and uh has a strong sense of right and wrong. Um is maybe even a little bit of a class traitor, right? Cuz he makes a lot of money. It, well, he's on. Well, he's like living the straight life, right? Uh, but then, like, fights with the uh, with the peasant class. Um, I mean, that's pretty deep for <laughs> Nintendo characters. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you can't think of class traders. <laughs> <laughs> Although, on that note, what about like Bowser? Ooh, because Bowser. Okay, okay yeah, playing a little against type, but that's not a, a little, bad thing. That could be a right? star making turn, right? Um, and we need to always feel like he had danger in his past. Yes, even though I guess he was just uh, arrested for stealing a loaf of bread. So maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe I'm reaching here. I mean, I don't hate Bowser, and yeah, I, and maybe like the character as we know Bowser is not a great fit. But I will say this. A lot of times when musicals are long running and then on their last legs, they start stunt casting. Yeah. And, and ba- I am not yeah. above stunt casting. No, neither am I. I think it's perfect. I think Bowser is going to be our, our Jean Valjean. Yes. He is our David Hasselhoff. Yes. We are bringing him in. That's right. 
because we just need six more weeks of ticket sales. And then we can close and pretend that this whole revival never happened. Um, I think the other thing that's good about Bowser is that he does show a lot of emotional depth in uh, like all of the Mario RPGs, right? That like he is a uh, towering, fearsome force, but there's also like some real vulnerability. I mean, and if we're going outside of the games, yeah, um, in the all of the uh, like YouTube tutorials for the Nintendo Switch parental control app, yeah, I love I love where this is going. You definitely see a more tender side of him, right, with Bowser Jr. Uh huh. Yeah, which is perfect for the relationship he forges with Cosette. Right, and we can even have young Cosette played by. Uh, Bowser Jr. I'm, yes. I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm, me too. Even though we're notoriously anti-Bowser Jr. on this show. But, but would, do I want to hear Bowser Jr. sing, sing Castle, Castle on the Clot? Of course I do. And does it have extra relevance considering you frequently fight him <laughs> in a castle on the clouds? Absolutely. Uh, how about Fontaine? This is a tough one. Okay. So um, I will go back to Rosalita. Okay. Because uh, Fontaine... Oh, boy. That is heartbreaking. Especially... <laughs> which is appropriate. Yep. That's true. Um, but especially in the musical is not, like, a much of a character. Uh, yeah. Right? Like, again, she has one great heartbreaking song. Right. And uh, Rosalina's... the We've talked about in the past how Super Mario Galaxy, like, the story that unfolds, um, she definitely has that sort of, like, mother... Uh, energy yeah and is also uh, like an incredibly sad story too like she is lost in a galaxy and like rosalina finds her way but it's not hard to imagine a scenario where she didn't yes uh i think that's a great pick um we need to cast a wife for the innkeeper hmm Keeping in mind that we cast tom nook as uh the the master of the house himself I, what about one of the brutals this is good. Um, yeah, but what? Which one of the brutals? Oh, I'm looking them up. Looking up the brutals. Spelling it wrong, but <laughs> Google's got my back. Um, okay, so there is. Okay, the the uh, like purple brutal. Oh, come on, tell me, tell, just tell me her name. Uh, she's got like a little hat, and she's got like a long shock of like blonde hair. Um, she is. Ah, Harriet. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, see, that's... Okay, I like this because especially in her outfit, to me, she has um, real... Oh, man. This is the character... Okay, who plays... Uh, she's She used to be in, like, in... She used to be in all of Tim Burton's movies because they Helena were Helena like, Bottom Carter. Yes. Yeah. She has real Helena Bottom Carter energy. They had a kid together, right? Uh, possibly. Yeah. Um, Tim Burton, I mean. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's why I think yeah. Har- Harriet would be a good pick for um, the innkeeper's wife. Right. And also Helena Bottom Carter did did play her, right? In the, in the movie? Opposite... Um, Oh, you're it. totally right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Well, it's perfect then. We did a perfect <laughs> job. Casting is 90% of success. Um, Cosette. Okay, so now, now we're on to the, 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 young, the younger trio, Cosette, uh-huh. Eponine, and Marius. Um, just to review, Cosette is very, like, pure and, um, I don't just, like, kind of love-struck. Right. Um, Eponine uh, is also love-struck, but she's, like, a scrappy fighter. As and you know she's going to die. You know she's going <laughs> to die. Because she's poor. She's so poor. But look, she's, it's not as sad as Fon- when Fontaine dies, though. Like, Well, actually, I think it's more sad because she's more of a character. Well, great. Point. I mean, Fontaine's life up to that point the in the worst. brief the worst. couple of musical numbers where we knew she existed, real bad. Yeah. Um, and then Marius, who is just like a uh, fine, upstanding soldier in the army for yeah. the lower class. Okay. Uh, I have a pitch for Cosette. Okay. It is Cherry, the red dog um, from Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. Um, she is described as having, she's like a big sister type. Um, so she can appear snooty uh, and dislikes rumors. Is Cherry kind of like the goth dog? So she, I think she originally, she, she looks initially like 
goth. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I don't think that is like the intent behind her. She's mm-hmm. like red and black. I always see Deadpool at first when yeah. I see her. Uh-huh. It's like someone took a dog and was like, paint it like it's Deadpool. Um, <laughs> and that's Cherry. But she's uh, she's sweet and like very kind of sincere. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't hate that. I, I guess I think of Cherry from the games as being a little more mysterious. Okay. Um, But I don't have a great counterpitch other than we've used her before, Isabel. Isabel's pretty good. Go ahead. <laughs> Toadette. Ooh. Okay. Who did we cast for Fontaine? Uh, Rosalina. No. Toadette for Fontaine. Rosalina for adult Cosette. This is... Okay, hold on. Hold on. Toadette as Fontaine. She's got to carry... First of all, she's got that voice. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, but, I mean, I, either way, it, like the voice has got to go somewhere. What, why do you think she's uh, better as Fontaine than as uh, Eponine? Well, I think I really just want to double cast Rosalina. Oh, is really what I want, Rosalina. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough because, as described uh, in a previous episode, she is a super stud. Yeah. Okay. What about this potentially? Yeah. Um, Princess Peach for Fontaine and Rosalina for Cosette. How about this? How about Rosalina stays Fontaine? Uh huh. Cosette instead of Cherry is Peach. And Eponine is Daisy. I love this. Okay. <laughs> yes. We're casting this one mostly with princesses, <laughs> but I think it's good. Okay. So just to recap, Peach is uh, Cosette and Eponine is Daisy, which kind of actually leads me to believe, I know we were bad mouth Mario before, but I think he has to play Marius. Yeah, I think you're right. He's the perfect. Yes. Mario is such a good pick. Because he's, uh, again, like we've talked about, kind of like the everyman. Yeah. Very milk toast. Basically, all Marius does in this show is fall in love. Yeah. And then... He, and fight and get, like, struck down. And then Jean Valjean, like, drags him through the sewer. Right. Right. But he's... But Marius is, like, fine. Yeah. Like, everything works out great for him. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think Mario's a great pick. And also... <laughs> and, of course, Mario's going to end up with Peach. Of course he and is. And then be like... And Daisy's like, but what about me? And he's like... Uh, oh, I'm you thinking died. about you now that you're dead. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sad about it for a little bit, but then I'm going to go get married. Um, all right. This is wonderful. Here is our cast for uh, Les Mis. Um, Jean, Vel- oh, and I, Jean Valjean is Bowser. I forgot. <laughs> wow. It is the Mario musicals. That's right. Uh, Javert is played by Mr. R- or, uh, yeah, by Mr. Rossetti. Uh, Fontaine is played by Rosalina. Uh, Monsieur Thenardier, the uh, innkeeper, is Tom Nook. And Harriet the Brutal is his wife. And then Cosette is Princess Peach. Eponine is Princess Daisy. And Marius is played by Mario. What is the name of the uh, uh, the the little kid who uh, is... Yes. Um, Gavroche or something yeah, like Gavrush, that? Yeah, Gavroche, yes. Yeah, that That's would be Bowser Jr. Oh, no, I was going to say Bowser Jr. No, it definitely does. <laughs> I don't believe I <laughs> Okay, now. actually, yes, yes. Uh, all right, that's great. Let's move on to our final musical. We're casting Frozen. All right, only four characters that we're doing in Frozen. Uh, Anna, Elsa, Olaf. And Kristoff. Mm-hmm. I guess you could make the argument that we should also cast the villain. What's his name? The one that uh, falls in love with or pretends to fall in love with Anna. I'd say that's a good argument to not cast him because I can't remember his name either. Yeah, me either. But they've got that song that love is an open door. Right. Um, but forget it. We can't remember his name. <laughs> so he's gone. Forget him. Uh, Anna, Elsa, Olaf, Kristoff. What you got? I have a pitch for Olaf. Okay, great. And uh, it is Cookie. Cookie? What is Cookie? So Cookie is a dog, probably the hands-down most, like, uh, puppy-ish character in Animal Crossing. She has, like, the huge puppy eyes um, that just, like, melt your heart. Um, She's just, like, your best friend. 
mm. in Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's always excited to see you, like Olaf. Um, she like everything you tell her. She like cherishes when you send her letters. She's like, this is the she'll save all of them. She's like, this is the greatest thing that ever happened to me. I'm gonna send one back to you. And I feel like, especially in the in the first Frozen, yeah, like Olaf is such like I'm. He's such a puppy. He's so like. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to be here with you. All of this is so new and interesting to me. I don't understand the consequences of things. Not at all. Yeah. Um, that's wonderful. I think uh, Cookie the dog is a, is a really good pick. Um, did I make it up? Or in the second one, does Olaf say that water has memory? <laughs> you did not make it up. He says it like a kajillion times. And it ends up being like a cornerstone. Yeah. Yeah. What is going on in that movie? He says this so many times. I didn't care for Frozen 2. <laughs> um, my pitch uh, for uh, Frozen is for Kristoff. Uh, it is Boots the Alligator, who is like kind of a, a, a jock um, uh, kind of type. Uh, but he has a passion for gardening and nature. So like... He, he, much like Kristoff, is going to be, like, out in the woods. I don't know uh, if, um, you know, like, you, you have to have some special connection to nature to have that uh, relationship with Sven that he does to his reindeer. Um, and I just think that, uh, you know, having, like, a sort of athletic type who is still connected to, like, the natural world uh, is a, a pretty good fit for Yeah, Christoph. I think that's perfect. So that, of course, leads us... With the leads. Uh-huh. Yeah. A familiar position for us to be in right which i think kind of makes sense because the villagers there is only like so much to them do you know what i mean like they do very much feel like uh the company totally animal crossing totally which then sort of implies that what we need here are then the stars and the stars as we know of any animal crossing game are the players mark do you want (laughs) anna or elsa okay I have thought about this a lot. Okay. And I think you're Elsa. Oh, really? <gasps> what? I was going to say, I, I think I'm Anna. And you think I'm Elsa? I think so. Okay, why? <laughs> by, okay, and this, is, and this is not a slight against you. Thank you. But by process of elimination, because I think I'm more Anna than I am Elsa, and that leaves us with no other options. Oh, okay. Well, I, <laughs> I almost wish you said something mean about me. <laughs> No, okay, I mean, I'll, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll take uh, that I can be a little bit like, uh, like prickly and standoffish, especially when things get like difficult for me. Um, that I may just want to retreat to my ice palace. Um, actually, truthfully, yes, I think I think we uh, are, are should double cast Anna because I think mm. both of us are more Anna than we are Elsa. Okay. And so, and we're both very busy. So it makes sense, you know, that we would uh, only be able to do half the amount of shows. Sure. Okay. A week as everybody else. Okay. So we are going to switch off playing Anna. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. I love it. Who plays Elsa? Elsa? Okay. I think it's KK Slider. <laughs> Oh boy, that is tough to argue with. Um, KK Slider is, of course, perfect in everything. You want mm-hmm. him to be your best friend, yes, and but you know that he knows he's a little too good for you. That's right, and but that, he's still really like yeah. polite, and so there is that like standoffishness. And you know he's got the chops too that he can pull off. Uh, he can pull off, let it go. Oh yeah, he can. Uh, he can slam into those notes with the same uh, semi accuracy as uh, a Diamond Zell. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's KK Slider. Okay, KK, you get two spots in our in our showcase here, um, and then you and I are double cast as as Anna. Okay, so here is the the full cast for our production of Frozen. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you and I are double cast as Anna. Um, I'll take uh, uh, Friday nights and Sunday nights. You do. The Friday matinee and then Saturday matinee, Saturday night. How's that? <laughs> That's great. Okay, That's great. perfect. That fits perfectly with my schedule. <laughs> uh, Elsa is played by KK Slider. Olaf is played by Cookie, the friendly dog. And Kristoff is played by Boots, the alligator. Mark, I think we crushed this. Uh, let's close this out. 
how long goes this uh, is this episode? Uh, it is the right length, is what it is. <laughs> about an hour. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you can't believe we talked about four musicals. It's fifteen minutes each. We could have done an hour on each. We could one. have. This is a problem. Uh, but look, if you have musicals that you would like to cast with Animal Crossing and or Nintendo characters and or us and or yourself, uh, please feel free to write into us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com and let us know what those are because uh, I had a good time doing this and I would love to hear other people having a good time doing this. Uh, Mark, is there anything else you want to add before we get out of here? No, I don't think so. This was so much fun. <laughs> Let's only do this kind of episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you like the episode, first of all, thank you. <laughs> but second of all, uh, please share on Facebook or Twitter. All of that helps us out tremendously. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKA Mitchell, and the show is at Nincart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8 You can get more of his music by going to 8 or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying thank you for listening. Hiya, I'm Hallie Labonte from Mega the Podcast. I'm a weekend producer at Twin Hills, a fictional mega church in Broad Ripple, Indiana. And I'm Gray Haas. I'm the youth pastor of our church's teen ministry called Climax. On every episode of Mega the Podcast, we improvise with a new guest comedian playing a different character from our community. Tune in and hear episodes with guests like Cecily Strong. How would you me off? Or whatever? Sorry, am I allowed to say that? I don't know. You know what? what? It's covered in the blood. Rory Scovel. Uh, yeah, I said, hey, we could build houses or we could... Uh, we could build our faith in Christ out on a golf course. Eliza Coop. The way I plow the snow yeah. is uh, I'm not doing it by any other guidance except from from God. And Scott adds it. Physics is the proof of God. Wow. Because it's perfect. Oh. Uh, well. Do you know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. We couldn't think of physics. Right. Only he could think of physics. Isn't that right? We're on Campfire Media. Listen to Mega wherever you find podcasts. Campfire.